dealing with this morning about God's mercy. We want it when we need it, but when we have it, we forget all about it. It's evident how we treat other people. Where are you in your life? Do you feel like you're on the outside looking in? Do you feel like you might be on the wayside of the road and people are passing you by? Are you satisfied with what you have in your hand? As standpoint, you know, we talk about how life has dealt you a hand. How do you play it? Are you satisfied with your hand or are you ready to fold? Or maybe you're waiting for maybe a new car to be dealt that's just going to help you out. Uh, you might play the game gin rum. You're just waiting on that car so you can say gin rum. Or it might be goldfish. You're waiting on that car so you can win the game. What, what is it that you might be waiting on? Are you depending on somebody else? Are you depending on yourself? Who is it that you are depending on? Do you feel helpless? Do you feel like there's nobody else you can depend on? And you're trying to depend on yourself or somebody, but they still let you down. Or has your life labeled you? Has people labeled you because of the situation that you're in? They know you as a divorcee. They know you because of your felony record. They know you because of you being promiscuous. They know you because of your drug habit. They know you because of your status and your position. They know you because how your family treats you. They know you because how people call you. How is it that you are known? And then, then again, how is it that you live? I know for myself that when I was in grade school, I was known by different things. By some of my friends, I was known as skinny big lip boy. And so therefore, that's how they called me. That I didn't have a name, but oftentimes when I met people, they say, hello, lip. That's what they called me. It got so bad that everybody started calling me Lip. And so therefore, I became smart. I realized that wasn't my name. So I stopped answering to that name. I used to turn my head when they say, Lip, yeah, what you want? But now if they said Lip, they, I don't turn my head, nor do I acknowledge them. I wait till they say my name. For my name is Sam. Some got slick. They would say Samantha. I still didn't turn my head. My name is Sam. My mother gave me that name. My father gave me that name. That's what's on my birth certificate. That's who I am. I will not allow somebody to label me. I will not allow my situation to label me. I will not allow what's going on in my life to label me. But I will allow God to label me. I allow the one that loves me the most, call me by the proper name, will call me for. You see, this morning I'm dealing with God's mercy. We all want to have mercy in our life. But oftentimes we don't take what it needs to receive mercy. See, the sad thing is that we want mercy, but we don't do what it takes to receive mercy. It's only oftentimes we hear people say, I throw myself at the mercy of the court when they're in trouble. They want mercy. But I'm glad that God does not operate in that, in that fashion. That he's ready to show us mercy at all times. Even when we're not ready. You see, you might be wondering, what are you talking about? Well, Christ died before you was even born. Because God knew you needed mercy. 
we're going to look at somebody, a person who is blind when we meet him. But at the end of the story, his life changes. I, I want you to join me in this story and see how am I like this person named Bartimaeus. If you have your Bible, turn to Mark 10 chapter. We'll begin at verse 46. And as you're turning there, just know this, that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He's not going there for a vacation. He's not going there because it's such a beautiful city. But he's going there because there's a price to be paid. And he's willing to pay that price. As you're turning there, uh, I will read verse 45 before we get to where we're going to be in. Verse 46 to 52. Mark 10 chapter verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. You see, God knows exactly what we need. We're going to look as he's going into the city of Jericho. And we're going to look and see how can I know God's mercy as Bartimaeus knew God's mercy. The word of God says, and they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, <laughs> the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. I'm going to stick a pen right there for a moment. We find this blind man by the wayside. Life is passing him by. And they know him as blind Bartimaeus. I want to break this down. They know him as blind son of uncleanness. That's what it means. They're not calling him by a proper name. They're calling him out due to his circumstances and his situation. When you look at the word and you break it down, I took the time to study to find out what did Bartimaeus mean, and it meant to be son of uncleanness. And so I started thinking for a moment, why were they calling this a blind man, the blind son of uncleanness? Well, they do believe that oftentimes people are born the way they are born, or things happen in their life the way they happen because of uncleanness. Basically saying because of sin. And they're saying that because of sin in this man's life, he is blind. And therefore, since he's that way, we'll call him by that way. Look at that blind son of uncleanness. That might be you. People might know your history. People might know about your life. And they may talk about you that way. Uh, there she goes. The one that sleeps around, you know her. Uh, there he goes. That player, you know, don't ever trust him with your daughter. Uh, there they go, always up to no good. Talk about anybody and everybody. Uh, there she goes, holier than thou, always quoting scripture at job. She's not really a Christian. She act like it. Uh, there he goes, always being on time with a sucker. 
kissing up to his boss, trying to get that raise. See, people will talk about you, no matter what you do in life. But don't act how they talk about you, but act how God wants you to act. I'm going to continue on reading. Hold on now. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out "Ah, ah, ah," and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm going to stop there for another moment. And he heard somebody was coming by. I, I, I like the choir when they sing another song that there's a stranger in town. He looks like, he talks like, like no one has ever seen before. This blind man hasn't seen him, but he's heard of somebody. And when he heard of that somebody, he began to cry out. I'm glad that in times we may feel by the wayside of life. We feel that people might be just passing us by. We feel like people just don't care about our situations or the problems that we're in. But I want you to know, tell somebody, tell somebody, look to your left, tell somebody, I know somebody that you can cry out to. Hold on, somebody is then talk to somebody. Go tell somebody. Tell somebody. Make sure you tell somebody. Tell three people. Just tell them. I know somebody that you can cry out to. And his name is. 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 All right. You get excited about that, can't you? See, this blind man heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming by. I'm getting excited because he didn't cry out to Jesus of Nazareth. He cried out to the son of David. He didn't just see that carpenter boy. He didn't see that little Jewish boy that grew up with his brothers and sisters. But he believed in the promise of God that he's going to send a Messiah that will come through the lineage of David. And so, therefore, he believed that this is that promise being fulfilled. And I'm not just calling on any man, but I'm calling on the Son of God, the Redeemer. They talk about him being Emmanuel, God with us. In Revelation, we find out he is the Alpha and the Omega. We see him as a precious redeemer, the anointed one, the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And we find this blind man, Bartimaeus, saying, I'm calling out to the son of David. The Hebrews understood what that meant. They knew he was crying out to the Messiah. Now, the issue is here that Jesus oftentimes will quiet people down to not say, I am the Messiah. But at this particular time, he did not tell them, be quiet. Because why? It's going to be known eventually. He's on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to the cross. But on his way to the cross, he, he does one last healing miracle. And I'm glad the symbolism in this. 
he cries out, Jesus, thou son of David, have what? My, 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 my. Now, before I deal with the mercy part, ha-ha, and many charged him, look at verse 48, that he should hold his peace. But he cried, more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Let's look at that for a moment. You will have people in your life telling you to shut up. Hold your peace. Look at you for a moment. Your daddy's nothing. Your mama's nothing. So you're not going to be anything. Look at you. Look at the house you live in. You're not going to have any dreams. You can't go to that job. You can't go off to that college. You can't get married. Don't nobody want you. People try to label you to shut up and just deal with what you got. Because why? This is as good as it gets. Look, life has passed you by. That's why I'm passing by you now. Don't nobody care about you? Shut up. It's about me right now. I'm trying to walk with Jesus. Uh, I'm trying to follow him right now. Not you. You're blind. You can't keep up with me. Shut up. But I can see myself like blind Bartimaeus. I'm going to cry even louder. You can't stop me from crying out to the one that can save me. You're not going to make me shut up. I'm going to make you shut up. Jesus, <laughs> I need you. Son of David, don't walk on by me. Come by here, my Lord. Somebody needs you. Come by here, my Lord. I'm crying out. Come by here, my Lord. There's a new song we say, call them up and tell them what you want. Jesus, I'm calling you. I'm telling you what I want. My friends, they don't know what I want. My mother, she does not know what I want. But Jesus, you know exactly what I need and what I I won't. So I'm not going to listen to the naysayers, but I'm going to listen to you. So I'm waiting for you to answer back, but until you call back, I'm going to still call out your name. I, I can see myself there. Have you been there before? Everybody tells you to give up, but you still, I'm still going to call on my name, Jesus. Jesus can still come through. I, I, I know the doctor gave me a bad review, but Jesus still can come through. I know my bankrupt, my bank, my bank looks bankrupt, but Jesus still can't come through. My house is still a mess, huh, but Jesus still can't come through. Huh. My relationship's still a mess, huh, but Jesus still can't come through. Huh. My schoolwork is not getting done, huh, but Jesus still can't come through. Huh. I, I, people are telling me to give it up. Huh. People tell me to throw in the towel, but Jesus, I'm holding on. I'm waiting till my change is going to come. I know you won't leave me nor forsake me. People are telling me what to do, but God, only you will I listen to. Huh. I'm going to wait until you call on to me, but I will still call on to you. I will cry even louder to get above the naysayers. I will cry even higher to get above my opposers, because God I know with you for me who can be against me. And, ha ha, catch this. Jesus was moving in another direction. Uh, this man was passed on by. He heard Jesus was coming. He started crying. The man is blind. He did not know where Jesus was, but he knew he was near. I'll say that again. He didn't know where Jesus was, 
but he knew he was near. I want you to understand, you may not see where something is, but know that God is near. You may not see what you want to see, but just know that he is near. You may not have everything that you want to have, but just know that he is near. Because why? When he is near, you have everything that you need. Because just when you need it, he will give it to you. Just know. I'm not trying to go there yet. Hold on now. <laughs> Look here. And Jesus stood still. I'm just going to read that again. And Jesus stood still. I, I want you to catch this. And Jesus stood still. I'm glad that Jesus is not like Samuel Thomas Dern. Because when I got a job to do or I'm going somewhere, I'm not going to stop for somebody that's not on my agenda. Why would I stop for you? You calling out my name, but I got some place to go. But it said Jesus stood still. I'm glad that we're so important to Jesus that there's nothing more important than us. <laughs> Y'all catch that? God will do whatever he needs to do to make an impact in your life. It does not matter what is going on. It will not stop him from moving in your life. Other people may think other things are more important, but to God there's nobody more important than you. Tell somebody, I'm a VIP. Tell them with an attitude, I'm a VIP. Tell them, I got me a, a pass. Somebody said, what's this pass? So this pass is to the kingdom of God. I did not get it from you, but I got it from Jesus. And Jesus told me that he has a place for me. He said, I'm preparing a place for you. Do you got a place prepared for you? Because if you got a place prepared for you, you are a VIP, a very important person. I know other people don't treat you very important, but guess what? It don't matter about them because they didn't make you. They did not form you. They did not bleed for you. They do not cry for you. But yet Jesus, he did all that for you when he did not even know you because you didn't know him. But yet he died for you anyway. Isn't that awesome? And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be a good comfort, rise. He called it. I, I like that part there. Because they called out, and, and, and see, they responded to Jesus' response. You catch that? When God calls you, people can do nothing but acknowledge the call. I'm going to say that again. I think that went over somebody's head. When God calls you, people can do nothing but acknowledge the call. Because when Jesus speaks, people hear. Because his word is powerful. It cannot go against his power. So when Jesus said, I will stop and I will call out to this blind man who is calling out to me. 
who's y'all told to keep his peace. I want him to come near. And, and then the people realize, well, Jesus wants it. Must be good. Hey, God, cheer up. Jesus heard you. That didn't catch somebody. Cheer up. Jesus heard you. Come on. We should be of good cheer because he hears our cries. We should have good courage. We should have good comfort knowing that he hears our cries. And not even that, that God is teaching us that if we follow after Jesus, that we should be encouraging one another. I, I hear your cry, my brother, my sister. Guess what? Everything's going to be all right. How do you know everything's going to be right? I, I know because Jesus knows. <laughs> I don't know too much, but I know if you cry out to him, he will hear your cry. And he will do whatever needs to be done to meet your need. So look here. And look at verse 50. Look at the response of Bartimaeus. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. I'm going to spend some time there. He cast away his cloak. What was his cloak to cast away for? Well, what was he doing? He was begging. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a particular person. That's bothering me. He was, he, was, he was a beggar. And he was depending on people to give him alms, to give him donations. And how did he gather these? With his cloak. He allowed them to put that on his cloak. So his dependency was based on what was in his cloak. What are you depending on in your life? That you feel you have to have in order to make it? Is it that job? Oh, if I lose my job, oh, what's going to happen to my life? Is it that car you had, that brand new car? Is, if that car goes into the shop, oh, what's going to happen to me? Uh, what is it that you're depending on that you think is sustaining your life? Bartimaeus realized that Jesus called him. Bartimaeus was blind. He did not know what was in front of him. But yet he had enough faith to believe that he could see what he could not see. You catch that there? That Bartimaeus wanted to have sight, but he had no sight. What is it in your life that you want to have that you do not have? What is it in your life that you need that you don't have that you know you need? Bartimaeus said, I desire to have sight. I, I can't have, I don't have it now, and I can't work. So therefore, I'm depending on people's generosity. I've been depending on what people give to me in order to make it. But yet I heard Jesus call me out. I don't need this stuff anymore. I was dependent on it before, but I'm about to walk out by faith. That I'm not going to trust what this cloak had to offer. But I'm trusting on the son of David, the chosen one. He threw it to the side. It didn't say he picked it up and came and brought it with him. It said he threw it. To the side. He was in a hurry to go and hear his Savior. Are you in a hurry to go and see your Savior? Or are you allowing your dependency on others or things stop you from moving forward and receiving your blessing? If Bartimaeus would have, might have made it, been too slow, he might not have made it. If Bartimaeus decided like, ah, 
just going to just depend on my arms. I made it this far. I, I might as well just stay right here. But no, Bartimaeus made up his mind that I've come this far on my own, but I know I can go farther with Jesus. I can see myself because I, I was there myself that when I was working on my nine to five job, that I knew that I knew I could do so much more than what I'm doing right here. And it came to the point that would I leave my job, my security, my dependency on living, or would I walk by faith? And it hit me. I said, Lord, I'm going to leave this job and go where you place me to be. Now, some of y'all say, well, you left the job and became the pastor of Zion. I want you to understand this. I made up my mind before I was even pastor of Zion. I already made my peace with God at this moment and at this time and this day. Lord, I'm going to leave this place. I made up my mind. I don't know if my mother and my father knew, but my God knew that I was fed up with what was going on in my life. That I was not going to allow this to label me no more. No longer was I going to be this person's employer, but I want to give God my full-time employment. And I realized that if I leave this job, I will leave benefits. I will leave a steady paycheck. I might even lose my house. But I was willing to sell my house. I was willing to move into Salvation Army if I had to. I was willing to move into my parents' basement if they took me back. I was willing to go somewhere. I did not know where it was going to be. But I knew that I could not stay where I always was. And expect a change to happen. In order for that change to happen, I had to throw away what I was depending on. I was depending on that paycheck. I wasn't depending on my Lord, my Savior. And when I decided to depend on him, he started opening up doors. He started showing me things. And then I realized that I didn't have to move from Peoria. God was just going to move me up in Peoria. I realized I didn't have to find me a new house. But God would just make my house even bigger. <laughs> see, see, God took over when I allowed him to take over. He didn't step in and push me out. I stepped in, and he pushed me in. Bartimaeus came to Jesus, and Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith had made thee whole. And the next day, he received his sight. I hear some people murmur. What would you say? Immediately. So, and immediately he received what? His sight. And what did he do? He followed Jesus the way. I'm just going to close out with this. Jesus will respond back to you. But what will your response be to him? Bartimaeus' response was, you are the Messiah. You are the son of David. My life is in shambles right now. I'm depending on other people to survive. I can't work for myself. This is not the time of technology where they could, and that there was no braille. He could not read. He was going on what people told him. And I'm glad that somebody told him about Jesus. Aren't you glad that somebody told you about Jesus? 
See, that's, there's another testimony in there that you need to tell somebody else about Jesus so they don't miss out on finding who Jesus is. And, and I'm glad that this blind man who was labeled in his life as being the, the, son, uh, some, the blind son of the uncleanness, but yet he did not let his uncleanness keep him from coming to Jesus. Oh, yeah, that didn't get somebody. He did not allow his uncleanness to stop him from coming to Jesus. I don't know what you're dealing with in your life. I know what I'm dealing with. And I can't allow my sin issues stop me from coming to Jesus. Why? I have to humble myself. Yes, I got to admit, yeah, they call me son of a boy. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm a son blind man. You know, I, 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 where are you in your life? I, I, I'm promiscuous. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm a liar. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm a gambler. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm a daughter. Yeah, that's where I am. But Jesus, I'm coming to you to be made whole. Can you do that yourself? Can you humble yourself before the Lord? Can you come before him to receive his mercy? He cries out, Son of David, what? Have mercy on me. He's saying, Lord, have compassion on me. What is this mercy? This mercy is that you are not in the state to save yourself. You are not in the state to give strength and power to yourself. But yet God, with his infinite power, can reach out to you and say, look, I will grant you mercy. I, I will show you compassion. I will show you my unfailing love. It means my love never fails. That I will forever love you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But I want you to catch this, that it's not following David until he says the Lord is my, my shepherd. You see, not until you acknowledge who Jesus is, will you be able to see mercy take over in your life? Mercy can be from that sin, sickness that we have in our lives. But also it might be some physical ailments you have in your life. This man was blind. Jesus said, go thy way. And immediately he was healed. I'm glad that when I was blind in my sin, sickness, that Jesus did not say, hold on. I'll heal you the next day. But when I called on the name of Jesus, it wasn't the next day, but immediately I was saved. Immediately I gained sight. Immediately I realized the life I was living was wrong, and I'm willing to follow him all the days of my life. Bartimaeus realized that, Father, I was depending on this cloak. I was depending on this money. I was depending on other people. But now I found out that there's only one person I can truly depend on. And I realized that if it wasn't for your mercy, if Jesus did not come by my way, if Jesus did not show up, if Jesus did not call me out, where would I be? You see here, Bartimaeus realized that nobody else could do it. There's no other name I could call on. I've been here for such a long time. So long, everybody knows my name. Everybody knows about my problems. But I'm glad there's somebody else who also knows my name. There's somebody else who also knows my problems. And his name is Jesus. He is the son of David. 
He is the Messiah. He is the chosen one. And if I call on his name, guess what? It won't fall on deaf ears, but he'll call back unto me. And I'm glad that Jesus is concerned about my needs. Just as he was about Bartimaeus, he asked him, what can I do for you? Here at this moment, at this time, Bartimaeus could have been like the disciples say, Lord, I want to be seated at your right hand (laughs) and at your left hand. Or we could say, make me the greatest in your kingdom. But no, Bartimaeus did not think about that. He was just concerned about what he needed. That went over somebody's head. The disciples wanted power and authority. They wanted to be recognized by other people and amongst their peers. But Bartimaeus just wanted to be made whole. He just wanted to receive his sight. We get greedy in our lives that, Father, I I, I need just $1,000, but give me the lottery. (laughs) Father, I just need a car from A to B, but give me that Benz. If we just ask for what we need, oh, we'll be so grateful. Oh, we'll be so pleased. Because Father knows exactly what we need. He just wants us to ask. That went over somebody else's head. He knows what you need. He just wants you to ask. You thought Jesus did not know what the blind beggar man wanted? He knew what he wanted. He just wanted everybody else to see what he wanted. And he wanted everybody else to see by your faith. You can be made whole. Tell somebody, by your faith. You can be made whole. Tell somebody else, by your faith. You can be made whole. Now talk to yourself, say, by my faith, I can be made whole. I wish somebody could testify, by my faith, I can be made whole. I I trusted on everybody else. I leaned to the left and I leaned to the right, but I shall just lean on Jesus Christ. The solid rock, I stand. I I will just lean on his holy hand. I will lean on his hand that does not change. I will lean on his love that will never fail. I will lean on his mercy that endures forever. I will lean on his great grace that showed up at the right time, the time I needed it most, the time I was about to give it all in, the time I was about to throw in the towel. But I'm glad that Jesus was still passing on by. I want you to know that Jesus is still passing on by. He wants you to get up and throw your cloak aside and and say, Father, I want to see it. And by your faith, Jesus gave him a commandment, go thy way. But Bartimaeus decided, Lord, I'm not going to go my way, but I'm going to go your way. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to stay with you. Do you want to walk with Jesus? Do you want to talk with Jesus? Well, you can't talk to him if you're not with him. So you need to walk with him. You need to stay with him. Be with him. Just stay with him. He wants you to be with him. Why? He said, I'm going to a place. When you know God's mercy, you know the power you have in your life. When you know God's mercy, you know the power Jesus has in your life. Whatever it is that you're depending on, that relationship, that job, that finance, that house, that car, uh, uh, your marriage issue, children issue, whatever it is, give it to Jesus. Tell him what you want. And see how great his mercy is towards you. How he can heal you. How he can show you where you need to go. 
And it won't be next week. It won't be the next day, but immediately. I want you to catch it. You may not see what you want to see, but God is still working. He is still moving because God is moving beyond what you can see. That's why it's by your faith. Faith is now the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Bartimaeus did not see his sight, but he received his sight by faith. And immediately he received it. I want you to understand that immediately, if you're blind in sin, you're blind in your life, and you want to give it to Jesus right now, you call out on Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you to be the Messiah, the chosen one. Immediately you have been saved. That's how beautiful salvation is. It's not based on your memory skills. It's not on based on how much you know of the Bible. It's based on do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as a truly son of God. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. With your head bowed, your eyes closed, I want those who may not know Jesus Christ as a personal Lord and Savior. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if that's you, we just resign. We just want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. We want to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me, saying, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again on the third day with all power in your hands. And just like blind Bartimaeus, Lord, I want to give my life to you and follow after you. Make me whole. Forgive me of my sinful life. And Father, Lord, I want to come and follow you now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message of knowing God's mercy. If you have any questions or you've given your life to Christ, we'd like to follow up with you. So please email us or give us a phone call. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you on this wonderful day.